One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on, God, episode 28 now. Okay, I'm glad you're keeping track. Firmly into the the second half year of this podcast's life. Um, Yeah. So I did have a topic for this morning, not to belabor the point too much, but you seem to... uh, Say that you've you've got something. Um, I've always got something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll I'll defer. In most of the things I want to talk about, I'm like, ah, should we talk about that on the podcast? <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. What did you have? So, uh, the first of my two quandaries, quandaries, uh, quandary uh, works. Anyway, uh, is um, what's your view on so games that give you the option of stealth or loud oh. or a bit of both and also games that have done just that but they have pushed you s- strongly suggested that you go down a particular route okay so first of all the whole stealth versus non-stealth approach thing I know you're asking this because you've been playing the Hitman games it is, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I also played uh, Cyberpunk recently that, and that also in a lot of cases you had stealth options. I find mm. that in a lot of cases the stealth option tends to be more satisfying, whereas the yeah. loud option is more lazy. Because especially if it's an FPS, like played quite a bit of those in my days, and I'm mm. I'm not to brag, but I'm actually pretty good at them. I like if I just go in guns blazing, especially against NPC opponents, they're they're gone. Like that that would just be okay. We're done. Easy. Um, yeah, but a game like uh, like if if Doom had a stealth element, you would not do the stealth element, well, would you? Stealth would never work in Doom. No, it wouldn't. But but you you're kind of so in games that have a stealth or a non-stealth option, it's typically designed that way. I personally have found it's rare for a game to have the combat option be as satisfying as the stealth option. I don't know. I quite quite often find that the combat is is more satisfying. So, okay, so I, like take uh, Hotline find, Miami, right? Oh well, okay. Again, you're thinking of a completely different type of like game. Well, it's it's a game where you can do it stealthily or you can do it loud. You can do stealth in Hotline Miami. Yeah, I mean, if you fire off a machine gun, then everyone in the building is going to co- come running. If you walk around with a knife, like throwing knives into people, knocking them out, etc. Alright, well, I've never then, played... Uh, so, for reference, people that don't know, Hotline Miami is a top-down, like, 80s disco fever dream of a game where you just go into a building and murder everyone in there. Yeah, you get assigned contracts from your apartment, and you basically go out and fight the, the Russian mob in Miami. Mm. Um, really good game. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I from what I've seen of the game, I, it would have never occurred to me that there even was a stealth option. Yeah, yeah. There's um, to give I mean, you an idea of like what I'm when you ask this question, what I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of like games like uh, uh, what is it called? It starts with a D. Deus Ex. No, not Deus. Well, Deus Ex is a good example. 
that's the first one I think of. Deus <laughs> uh, Ex is a good example. So is um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is one of the first ones that I've found that a hybrid approach is actually just as satisfying. Because the game yeah. does a good job of not judging you when you fuck up the stealth. Right. It's uh, like, oh well, combat started, time to blow people's heads off. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the MGS series has always been... Yep. If you can stealth, then excellent. What I quite often find is... Dishonored. Both have... The game was called Dishonored. Sorry. Ah, uh, okay. I've seen bits of that, but I haven't played it. Um, the games quite often, which is a good thing and a bad thing, really, but if you go down the stealth route, um, the the gameplay is stretched out a lot more. You take, you're waiting for the perfect timing to execute the perfect plan, so it takes a lot longer. But mm. you normally get rewarded with you know, more XP, more stars, whatever the heck it is. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I, Dishonored is uh, probably a good example, and Hitman maybe not be the perfect comparison, but Dishonored is the same sort of thing. You're waiting for the guards to walk around, you're finding creative paths around people, but Dishonored goes a step further. Like, well, I guess Hitman does it too with the star rating at the end of the missions, but in Dishonored, you've got a good and a bad ending, and you can only get the good ending if you went, like, the stealthy no-kill approach. Oh, I would hate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> that's the... In games like that, I feel like I'm obligated to take the stealth approach. Yeah, it's like they, they've put in the mechanic where you can go loud. Like, the mission doesn't instantly fail when you go loud, but your points just drop off to nothing, and you feel like the game's berating you for playing it the way that you want to play it, which is kind of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really satisfying when you complete it in stealth, but then if you make... Like, even a tiny mistake and you lose, like, half an hour worth of playtime, it is gutting, and it quite often makes me want to walk away from a game. There is that, but Hitman has the approach of, like, its levels are, are like puzzles. There's a lot of ways you can go through them and, you know, eliminate your target and different disguises, yeah. different approaches you can take. So That one, I, I and, judge it a little less because there's an element of fuck around and have fun to it. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's more the case in the early levels, that's why I kind of like them, because they're a lot more, um, you know, you can dick around, basically, and come up with something. You can, you know, go after the President of France or whatever in a clown <laughs> costume <laughs> with a rubber duck explosive, that's fine. But when you get to later levels, it's like, no, you've got to do it quite, you've got to follow this exact kind of uh, oh. narrative. Maybe, I haven't gotten that far. I think... I think I only have, like, the first chapter worth of missions. I, I got them free on the Xbox, so... I've played right. through the, the missions that you're you're doing, but I haven't gotten that far. Right. Yeah, and I played... Th so I've only just come back to it, man. I've, I was... I played it when it came out, I think, and I haven't played it since. Um, and... I, I was watching some YouTube... Sorry, uh, for, for just, just thinking. For, for the benefit of people who don't know... Um, the Hitman series is a series of video games where you play this cold, emotionless, bald dude who <laughs> disguises himself. It's it's a very arcadey kind of game, but it's a 3D third-person shooter. You get a level, and you get a target and an objective, and then you it's up to you to go through the level and figure out how to do it. Are you going to... A target to assassinate, I should clarify. 
Are you going to mm. disguise yourself as, like, you know, his butler and then shank him in the back? Are you going to drop a chandelier on his head? Are you going to poison his wine? Like, there's yeah. there's a bunch, typically, a bunch of different ways you can accomplish your goal. Uh, but yeah, just figured I should clarify that. Go on. You yeah, were watching YouTube. And, uh, oh, yeah, so I was watching YouTube and I saw some people playing Hitman, which, or the, the next version of Hitman, which is technically in the same game still, but it's a different game. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I was watching them and I was like, <laughs> they're terrible, hello, it's hilarious, I'm going to play and kick ass. And I got back on it after all this time and I'm like, oh my god, I can't do Jack. <laughs> um, so it's one of those, like, you know, football-esque things where you're, you're behind the TV, you're like the best person in the universe, but on the pitch you're like, oh, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> yeah. The whole armchair general effect. Exactly. Um, but yeah, as you said, the, there's some really creative uh, methods and quite ridiculous ones as well. Yeah. I know there's one where you get someone to stand in a particular place by turning on the intercom so that his soldiers who are bad-mouthing him, he hears that, and then he goes over to tell them off. You go up to the floor above and drop a, uh, a toilet through a hole in the floor <laughs> onto the guy's head to kill him. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is what I meant there, when I said the game is very arcadey because there's yeah. there's all this ridiculous stuff that you could do. Like you this bald person when I said you can dress up like his butler, I wasn't kidding. Like even if his butler has an afro, you as this pale bald dude can wear the butler's costume yeah. and no one will be the wiser. Sometimes he wears wigs. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean but most of the time yeah, it's like oh, my friend who just went around the corner to, you know, investigated Noise. He's come back and uh Now he's scowly you know, and bald. He was African American, now he's Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like Okay, cool. Suspend the disbelief. But yeah, that's but again, the game is ridiculous, which is part of what makes it fun. Hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, so in in Hitman in particular, there's like you you really can't go loud. Um Yeah. Because, I mean, if you just shoot the guy and walk out, then for a start you'll get, like, no points. So um, every time you complete a mission, you get a certain amount of mastery points, which um, basically means that you can play when you play the level next time, you'll have new tools you can use, you can start in new places, uh, and you'll have more assets unlocked, so you can do more things. Hmm. Um so obviously it's not very special and you wouldn't get many challenges completed if you just walked up and shotgunned him in the chest and walked out. Yeah. Um, that's where the like toilet dropping and poisoning yeah. and stuff comes in. I do I do want to recall um, what I said earlier with Cyberpunk. I really do think, the more I think about it, the more I agree with what I said, that the um, the Cyberpunk game Cyberpunk 2077, like, it, it had a very good, um, I think, approach to, to stealth versus non-stealth. I mean, you were stealthy not because you didn't want to be seen, but because maybe you couldn't kill your target, or maybe um, you had no health because your character's a piece of shit. Um, yeah. And if you went loud, you went loud because you were lazy and just didn't care about the, the NPCs in front of you. So they do a very good job of that. I, I, by the end of the game, um, I beat almost everything in that game, so I was super over-leveled. 
I had like so many cyber modifications that I could afford to do um will go loud and stay stealthy at the same time. Yeah. Like I'd go in, ping a camera, it would show me the locations of all the enemies, I'd take out everyone I could while they weren't looking. I'd, you know, use a silenced pistol to take out a few more. If someone saw me, I'd hack their brains so they no longer knew I was there. Like there were ways to get around that and I was able to stealthily and like rapidly and stealthily clear an area hmm. well so as you know I'm uh this is kind of related to that so what, where you say you can like hack someone's brain to make them forget you right yeah uh, I feel like I, don't, I mean I don't know how difficult it is to actually hack into someone's brain well in the game in that but, uh, game it's pretty damn easy in uh, you, you know how much I love the Payday franchise, right? Yeah. So in the original Payday game, there was no like question marks, then exclamation marks, then they would call, and then the alarm would go, and then everyone on the map knew that you were a criminal. Yeah. Right? In the first one, someone saw you, alarm's gone. <laughs> everyone in the building knows that you're a criminal and where you are. Um, also... I don't think you could actually... So there was definitely stealth missions in it. But you couldn't finish any of the missions in stealth. So, like, there was one where you'd break into this massive high-rise building. It's got a vault in it. You get the codes. You shut down the security locks. You manage to sneak into the vault. But you can't... Oh, wait. Maybe you could fully stealth that one. <laughs> There, there was, the, but there is like a red diamond in a special case, which I know you could not uh, break without. Uh, the moment you like touched the glass, the whole building goes wild. Um, I think it's actually the same with. I think if you smashed any of the glass cases, because you had to smash some of them to get the loot out. Um, so yeah, there was like, it rewarded you for being in stealth. But only up to a certain point, and then you realize, hang on, I've got all my stealth gear on, and they've got machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that was, um, I think, a very bad way of doing stealth. I mean, obviously, they in Payday 2, they made it a lot better. I think well, Payday 2 is an excellent stealth game, but... That's the thing, like, I'm thinking... Um, you mentioned Deus Ex earlier, the original Deus Ex... Uh, the one from, like, the early 2000s. Uh, I've only played one of them. I, I, we, we say this every time. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's it an old computer game. It looks very dated now, but it was kind of one of the pioneers in, like, RPGs with... Um, or, like, a shooter RPGs, essentially. Um, meaning that, you know, it's first-person shooter, but you have leveling mechanics, you have skills and things that you can level up and develop your character over time. It had a tranquilizer gun that may be the least stealthy weapon I can ever think of in a video game that's supposed to be stealthy. I mean, tranquilizer darts would be, would be silent, right? You'd think. So what the tranquilizer gun actually does is you shoot someone, the dart hits them. Then they run around screaming at the top yeah, of their okay. lungs yeah, yeah. for like a minute, and then they <laughs> fall over. Oh, it's God. like, that is the opposite of Tranquil. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like, um... God. 
people in Paleo 2 that think that a uh, taser, because it's a melee weapon, is uh, a silent kill. <laughs> so they tase a guard and he starts firing off his gun all over the goddamn room. Well, it's funny you mention that, because the only way in Deus Ex to take a stealthy approach, the original one, is to use the taser, because the tranquilizer gun doesn't do what it's fucking supposed to do. So you you have to get up like you have to learn their walking patterns and get up close to them and then tase them. Otherwise, mm. well, otherwise the only oh, option is to just loose. you know sneak past people. Yeah, I see. Well, um, the other thing that I was um, <clears throat> I've been uh, entertaining myself with all week has been uh, speed runs. Oh yeah, I. Do you watch Games Done Quick? I do. Well, it certainly rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, Games Done Quick, uh, yeah. for those that don't know, is a charity um, that... What they oh, do yeah, is sorry, they, they do, like, I think it's twice a year. They do a summer and a winter one. Mm. And they'll get a bunch of people who speedrun video games together and get them to speedrun some games, and then during the gameplay, people will, you know, donate money, and it all it goes to different things. They have a bunch of charities. They're usually something like, you know, cancer research, you know, homeless shelters, things like that. Um, mm. So it's, I mean, it's it's a cool thing, and I enjoy watching them. They're they're actually pretty entertaining. Um, but go on, which, uh, is there a speedrun in particular <laughs> that you watched that got to you? I, I was... Um, so I was watching someone on YouTube called Easy Speezy. <laughs> okay. And, uh, have you heard of him? No. I'm okay. just laughing at the name. He does some, uh, quite ridiculous speedruns. And I was like, ah, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if this game is, is, has been speedrun. So I went on the speedrun website. Um, <laughs> looked up all these really weird games that have been speedrunned. Um, for example... Heroes of the Storm has a speedrun uh, challenge. What? Which is to start a custom game with no allies and no enemies, and you have to win three matches. <laughs> which um. seems like the dumbest thing. Like, if it was just... You have to start a game on AI with expert difficulty and the fastest person to complete that on their own with AI... That seems like a good speedrun, right? I, I, I guess. Because it's like there's, I don't know. There's a level of RNG to it, what enemies you get, what allies you get, um, and how quickly you can defeat. But when it's an empty map with just minions and you, <laughs> I mean, it's I rather boring to watch. I, I personally, I like watching the speedruns where people find, like, I, I like watching old games speedrun. So, mm. like, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, I saw a speedrun of that where, like, has, there's the, just the way they, there's a well in that game, and the well is normally filled with water when you're a kid, and then later in the game, the game transitions between, like, you know, when you're a kid and when you're an adult. Yeah. Because you can travel back and forth in time. When you're a kid, the well is full of water. When you're an adult, it's not. And you can get down to the bottom there, and there's a whole dungeon at the bottom. Now... Hmm. Yeah. No. I might be getting that backwards. <laughs> I think there's something anyway. that, there's something you can do to drain the water. But the person just walked up to the well, like, you know, uh, 
used the block button, ran against the wall, and backflipped, and managed to glitch through the water mechanics down to the bottom and just walked into the dungeon early. I love seeing stupid shit like that in uh, speedruns. Because mm. I, I, one of the most enjoyable bits for me is watching them like break games that I actually really like and just yeah, skipping mean, huge portions. The biggest game for that I've seen is um, Mario 64. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the power slide backwards move. I don't oh, know if yeah. you've seen that. Yep, I know the one you're talking about. They go across like 32 versions of the map. To get to a very particular point on the, it's it's science beyond what I understand. Um, but the tricks they do in there are just mind-boggling, and I think they've got it down to like twelve minutes to complete the game now. It's hilarious. Some of the things. One of the the things I saw uh, recently was um, it was somebody doing a speed run. And, but it was pre-recorded, and they had the developers of the game watching the person do the speed run. Yeah. And I think the one in particular that I was watching was, there's a game, uh, Outer Worlds, I think it is. Oh, yeah, I've seen that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, Outer Worlds, is, I, I actually enjoyed that game. It had its its flaws, but it, it's made mm. by the same people who made uh, Fallout New Vegas. Um, and uh, to give you kind of a quick rundown it's just a um a sci-fi rpg shooter um where you end up with a ship you get a crew of companions you do missions and quests and then at the end you defeat a big bad corporation and then save the day it's fairly standard stuff in terms of the story and it's got a little bit of a wacky setting to add to that but <laughs> watching the person beat it like the person figured out that it was quicker to kill every npc in the game than to actually complete any of their quests <laughs> yeah i think the person just like went through the first level in like five and that, there was one point where this guy where the person does something to glitch their way into a room and the developer was just like wait a minute they can do that? Yeah. It's just, like, it was It was hilarious to, like, listen to their, their stunned reactions when people were busting the game. Yeah, there was, like, there was the, 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 the... I don't know, there was three of them anyway, wasn't there? And, um... The, one of the things they said was that they kind of knew it would become a speedrun game, and so they purposefully left a couple of things in for the speedrunners, I think it was. Yeah. I'm always a, a fan of um, game developers that think about the the things their audience will do and don't want you to just play the game we want the game played. Yeah, exactly. I left it a bit freeform. Um, and I don't think they would have fixed any of the things that they saw because none of them broke the game for the normal person. The yeah. only person that would ever find these glitches are people who are actively trying to speedrun the game. <laughs> um, so it's not doing any harm. Um, oh, Oh god, the uh, the Doom Eternal people. I watched them watch a speed run of their game. Oh, I haven't seen that one. And yeah. the guy is like glitching out and like flying through the air, like high above the map. And um, one of the developers was saying like, "We should do something to like troll them. Like, <laughs> we in in the next game, you know, like just outside the map up here, just uh, insert mm. a random 
you know, wall that just says fuck you, and when they hit it, they <laughs> fall back into the map and reset. Like, it was... T- oh. It was, like, it was hilarious listening to, like, because that's the sort of fucked up shit that, like, we, we would think of doing, just to fucking mess with people. The, the frick, have you seen the, um, the one with the Half-Life developers? I have, yeah. I, by the way, this and... is, this, this is no longer topics, this is just us talking about funny videos we've seen. Well, it's speedrunning. <laughs> um... Well, it's speedrunning, but really we're just laughing about these videos. Alright, go the... on, go on. The so uh, one of the points where the speedrunner obviously couldn't like go any faster than he currently was. He was waiting for something to happen, right? And he just started stacking a chair and a toilet roll and a bookcase on top of it, and just kept piling these things. And then <laughs> oh, it just just he was bored. Uh, but it was such precise skill. I was like, the the developer was like, "What's he doing? Is this some crazy?" Oh no, he's just showing off. Okay, um, <laughs> and then. Uh, a little ways down the well, there's the uh, the part of the boat, uh, the hover boat that goes over the toxic water, and he's like, oh, great, this is the mission that, you know, it took me months to make, and the guy just flies over it, and he's like, oh, oh, that took me months <laughs> to, to design that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, a lot of funny stuff in speedrunning. Yeah. And it, it is, I mean, it's quite, ne- they're usually entertaining videos to do, and there's varieties for everyone there are people oh, i mean yeah. there are versions of speed runs where you can't glitch at all it's like you have to beat mm. the game or there's like you have to complete the game with 100 percent items or something like that yes there's, the, there's the, the, the normal ones are like any percent which is just where you complete the game as fast as you can without getting any of the bonus stuff yeah there's deathless quite often where you're not allowed to die uh one of my favorites that i've i've watched a few people do fairly recently, and it's quite amazing is blindfolded runs. Jesus. Uh, where they do, like, again, it was a Mario 64 one, and um, they needed to complete the entire game. So they, they, they do use glitches and things. Yeah. But they can't see the screen at all for the whole game, and they have to rely on, like, you know when you pick up Bowser by the tail and spin him around? I mean, yes, I do. Depending on where where, where he's configured. The um, noise for the whoosh noise when he spins is slightly different, so they can work out where he is and where the bombs are. God, that he, they have to throw him into. It's not so amazing. I mean, it's not. I mean, it is. It's it's not the same in any capacity. But it's. I remember back in the heyday of Guitar Hero. Um, oh yeah. People memorizing and doing those things without looking. You know, blindfolded. I mm. there was <laughs> my freshman year of college. We were playing uh, Guitar Hero 3, and we had a wireless guitar, and one of my friends was on uh, bass for this one very easy... The song was fairly easy on bass, but he was playing it on Expert. And we're all in the we're in the room playing, and then he just like, alright, I'm gonna go take a walk. And, like, he just walked outside of the dorm room and started walking around the hallway, and wireless connection kept, the, uh, kept him connected, and he didn't miss any of the fucking notes. Really? Holy shit. How- but... How so, do you know when the song started? <laughs> well, the song had started before he left the room. Oh, okay. All right. Damn, that's style. Yeah. He was, um, yeah. It was It was pretty good. But we we all obsessively played that game. Uh, that being said, I don't think I could play most of the songs without looking. No, I don't think I could do any games without looking, to be honest. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess games like Beat Saber would probably be the easiest because it's literally. I mean. Yeah. It's it. Uh, there's less things to think about because it's mostly just the the you keep in the beat and then just it's the, a lot of it is the same notes. You just have to hit them in the right order. Which I guess is like Gataire, but Gataire is a lot faster, I think. I, I, I've always been... <laughs> not always, but it's something that, that fascinates me. The kind of uh, drive to mask, master seemingly meaningless skills. Yeah. <laughs> it just it, It's a very... But it is a very satisfying thing when you, mm. like, accomplish something. Like, even if th- what you accomplish matters to literally no one but you. It's just, it's fulfilling in a way. I mean, if you take those like Tetris masters out there, right? Mm. They are a sight to behold because oh, yeah. they are just the the the. I guess their cognitive thought process is so fast, so agile. <laughs> um, and you're just sitting there like, like what the fuck? How the how are they doing that? They must be cheating. <laughs> um, uh, but like that's it's not a skill you can transfer to anything else i feel like it isn't but there's something to be said about um about the way it it kind of trains your mind to work because i i, I wonder about i was actually wondering about this last night because i was on with uh ye before the, we were waiting for duncan and people to get back mm. and um we were watching uh, T Pain's stream. <laughs> T Pain is is on a, is a Twitch streamer. He's a gamer now. I just I I can't keep up with real life. Who's T Pain? He's a rapper. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, like, I I'll I'll show you um, a clip uh, after this, it, like in between segments, because it it really is honestly hilarious to to watch him. But he was saying, like, in his intro, he was he was mentioning something about um, kind of the benefits of, of letting you know letting people play. Like, you know, he I can't remember what it was. Oh no, he he said, you know, gamers making making more than pop stars these days. You know, parents let your kids play. Um, was what he said, and he said it kind of offhand. Um, and but it made me think. There probably is. A point to be made about mastering certain games the same way you know mastering a, a sport or an instrument really helps your your mind like develop and it wires in a certain way um, and I just I, I wonder if maybe playing playing games and playing the right kind of games and actually mastering them it wires your way in a it wires your brain in a way that could be beneficial in real life yeah like so like doing lots of puzzle games would help you with thinking outside the box right problem solving scenario. lateral thinking uh, well I've always kind of now this could be just an excuse that I, I lied to myself with yeah but um, I've always kind of told myself that the games kind of um, they're a, a source of creativity and so when I'm doing designs and things a lot of my designs do aspects come from the games that I play yeah um, or a lot of the reasons what a lot of the things that I want to maybe draw or create are similar to something that I've seen in the game. Um, so I suppose that's kind of like an yeah. outlet I get from it, a uh, well, creative outlet. It, it's the same... I, I've experienced a similar thing, which is why I guess that point resonated with me. Um, 
in my professional life, like there's a lot of situations where I'm tasked with trying to, you know, solve a problem. I was an engineer for years, and that that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like because that's how I approach a video game. Like you go into a situation and you have to kind of, in a lot of instances, kind of assess what you're looking at very quickly and come up with you know potential solutions and then choose one. Um, and if you don't, you know, sometimes you get shot in the face. So I, I, that's the approach I take in my professional life too. Like, you know, it's like, Hey, here's a, here's a problem. And usually I can like crank out a solution in minutes, if not hours. And I, I, I don't know. I personally put that may, but again, maybe I'm just lying to myself. I personally put that down to the many hours I spent playing video games growing up. And still to this day. What about... What about... Um, how, do you think that video games have improved your social skills? Hmm. Because the reason I'm saying this... There's two reasons, actually. For one... Because... Uh, obviously, you, you... You know... You, you meet some nice people online... And... I mean, hell... That's how I met you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... Um, it's broadening... Um, a network of people that you know but the the thing that originally made me think this thought was pussing up with all of the shite you get that was the first thing that I thought of people that was the, literally the first thing I thought of um, um, but yeah no and then yeah. it, it, it does say something that the first thing I thought of was all the shit talking and then the yeah. second thing I thought of was oh I've actually met some good people um i'd say so i mean not only that i feel like it really is kind of it helps you to like thicken your skin a little bit because a lot of people out there are dicks and even the people Mm -hmm. who aren't like purely dicks they're capable of being a dick um and on the internet especially on online gaming you, you kind of get that in full force and so it, it kind of, I think, it, it builds up your your tolerance for when stressful and intense situations happen in in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it helps with like confrontation. Like, <laughs> God knows if half the people were like in your room screaming this stuff at you, <laughs> it would be terrifying. But at least the words that they're saying become dull to you because you hear them every well, day. If they were in my room um, saying that shit, I'd smack them in the face. Like, yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't stay a conversation very long. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. But it, that does have its good side. I so. think I, you're right. I think there's a good side. The downside, I think, is you get used to um, get get used to conversation that lacks physical presence and body language. It's something that I've I've noticed. Um, a little bit now like not so much but i've i think coming out of the because you know we're obviously still locked down in a lot of parts of the world yeah it's it's something that i think is going to be interesting to look at from like a human communication perspective once the lockdown ends because people have gotten used to interacting via camera they've gotten used to interacting via you know voice almost exclusively you still get some basic human to human interaction but it's significantly lessened so mm. i think what you're saying to tie it back to this i think there's a benefit to it um 
because you do develop communication skills, you get used to people <laughs> slinging abuse at you, and you also do meet good people a lot of the time. But the downside a lot of times a strong word, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the downside is that you you don't get quite as much of that human to human interaction and like it, it's it's staggering how much of our communication is done through subtle gestures and body language. So I think maybe like if you've if you've already lived your life and that that part of your brain is developed just fine, but I think there's a definite downside to especially very young people growing up with most of their communication happening online. If that makes sense, yeah. that was kind of a long-winded way to make that point, but. Yeah, no, I actually understand the point. Um, I, I did have a little bit of a chortle, because when you said um, subtle body language, and I just thought of segment three, and I thought it's not going to be very <laughs> subtle to speak. <laughs> yeah, it's not subtle at all, believe me. Um, but yes, uh, do, you, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think... You wanna pull up? <laughs> we're kind of at the... Uh, we're, we're at the 36-minute mark now, so... The pinnacle. Yeah, god damn it. Uh, let's 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 wrap up segment one there. Um, yeah, any uh, final thoughts before I close this out? Nope. All right. Thank you all for listening to the uh, TMCJ podcast. This has been segment one, our topic segment, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment two, media. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment, which uh, <laughs> would normally be kind of a kind of a dearth of entertainment uh, this week, because we didn't do dearth? movie night. Dearth, yes, dearth, as What's in dearth. Dearth is like not dearth much. Dearth Vader? No, not Dearth Vader. <laughs> that would be funny though. I want to see like a parody a character. <laughs> I want to see a character called Dearth Vader. Uh, but no. We didn't do movie night this week, and as Blue told me in the intermission, uh, he didn't really watch anything this week. But here I am to save the day. Yay, I, laziness! Go on. <laughs> I, I was. This was what I had basically playing in the background while I was working this week. Because whenever I have to do tedious paperwork, I like to have something on, like in the background, to Keep occupy mind my mind. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. There was a series that came out back in the mid two thousands uh, called uh, True Blood. Heard of it? Not seen it. It's basically an excuse for HBO to put gratuitous gore and tits on screen. Ooh, can I get make a quick guess? Okay, what is it about? Vampires? Oh, it's about vampires. Ah, oh, yes. It's actually Blood, tits. It's always you well, know, vampires. I don't want to talk about the series so much. Um, the series, the early seasons were actually pretty entertaining. They they were, it was a great series in terms of social commentary. Okay. Because uh, it's set in the American South in um, Louisiana, I think. Yeah. Wait, Louisiana. when you say American South, Louisiana, that's, uh, that's still in, it's, it's on not the, like Brazil. The, <laughs> no, no, no. Ameri like the American as in the U.S. American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the southern coast of the U.S. Um, that always confused me when I was a kid growing up, because I was like, it's still America. Why isn't it just, like, why don't they... I don't know. Anyway. It's because of the U.S. 
It's because... Because they're united, yes. No, 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 no. It's because... It's obvious, and I think that's going to be something that is going to become uh, more distinct in the future. But it's just because on the two continents for quite a long time, especially during the Cold War... (coughs) Sorry. Gesundheit. Like, only the United States was... Like, we were the only country on this continent that people were talking about internationally. That's changed. Like, people actually give a crap about several countries throughout the Americas now. Um, it could also just be, you know, Americans are narcissistic. (laughs) So we're thinking like, oh, America, that's just us. Forget about that other continent over there. Stupid question. Is Hawaii part of the U.S. or is it part of the South? No, Hawaii is part of, uh, the U.S. It is the 50th state. Alright, is Panama? Uh, no. Although, we... Panama, okay, the divide. Yeah, Panama is the one that is right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thinnest point, which is why there's a canal that goes through between the two oceans. Yeah, the famous Panama Canal. But and I wasn't sure if it, that counted as being part of America or counted as... That canal is also you know. why um, that that country is one of the probably most protected um, in this hemisphere because the, the U.S. basically has a bunch of different treaties that say that anyone who touches that canal is going to be pounded into the dirt. We actually went to war yeah. in Panama few decades ago because the canal was threatened. Right. Is uh, that purely because of the land border, I take it? Yeah, I mean, we it's the only way for our navy to get between the continents. Or, like, between the oceans, oh, okay. I should say. I got you. Well, rather than going all the way around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rather than sailing around the Earth. Yeah. Um, CBA! <laughs> anyway, uh, th- that got way off topic, but it, yeah, it's... Sorry. So it's set in the, um... It's set in Louisiana, so the deep south of the U.S., and uh, they, again, some of the cultural references are kind of dated, because at the time, it was the transition between George Bush and Obama, and so there was the whole um, gay marriage debate going on and everything. There was, so it was, that is all now tied into the fact that um, vampires have showed up, and not showed up, but for, for the first time, kind of revealed themselves to be non-human. Because, uh, you know, so, vampires love gay rights. Well, there's... that. I said it was a metaphor, not that that's... <laughs> but it, that's the backdrop. Okay. Anyway, it's... um, Like I said, some of the cultural references are a bit dated, but the series itself actually is a very decent character drama for most of it. It starts... In the later seasons, it starts to get just, like... um. Like, the story takes a backdrop, and then the rest... And it's really just about gore and tits. Okay. But, that's not... At least it's called the gore. That, that's not why I, I bring it up, though. Because I don't want to go through a detailed analysis of the series, because it would be no. a waste of time. Um, we'd need a lot more fishing puns. <laughs> I The reason I bring it up is because it's based on a book series. And it's actually the book series that Twilight ripped off. I was going to say, is this somehow connected to Twilight? In it some is way? connected. To, this this book series <laughs> came out first. Okay. The Twilight author uh, ripped off the story and adapted it for horny teenagers. But yes. Okay. The <laughs> as opposed to horny adults, I guess. Yeah. Well, exactly. But the the original story is told entirely from the first uh, well, not first person, but from the perspective of one character. 
Um, okay. The main, the main female lead. Uh, she is the protagonist of the story. But the the HBO adaptation of the show is told from multiple perspectives, and it has like subplots that are mentioned in the books, but never elaborated on because that main character doesn't see them happening. Right. Okay. So, sorry, the HBO shows scenes that aren't in the books. It shows scenes that are mentioned in the books, but don't happen directly. They don't happen in front of you in the book. In the book, okay. it's told entirely from one character's perspective, but the show is told from about a dozen characters' perspectives. Okay. So, so maybe she comes across someone and they're like, "Did you see what happened over there?" Yeah. She is still even in the show. She is still the focal point. Like all the events ro- rotate around her. She is the main mm. character. But there are a whole bunch of like little subplots that happen and things uh, on yeah. the show. The reason I, mean, I guess sorry. The reason I bring that up is because on kind of a second watch through, while I was kind of uh, had it on the background this week, I started to notice there are quite a few characters that seem to behave in a very bipolar manner. Like they're they're kind of understanding you know one scene or one season and the next season they're like a psychotic killer or they have like they're they're raging against something yeah Uh, okay like one scene they're they're a coward the next scene they're you know a, a brave hero and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of development around it and what i started to notice was all the scenes with that girl in them the characters behave the most consistently and that made okay. me think that the the people who were adapting the book to the show, they were given, like, a lot of latitude when they weren't pulling directly from the book. And so the, the result is, when any scene that she's not in, the characters start behaving kind of erratically because they're not following the book. Right, it's and just the, like an, another story trapped inside the original. Exactly, kind of yeah. Yeah, so I just... I was thinking about that. An adaptation from a book that's mostly in the the first person, right, around one character, being adapted to a format where you're looking at a bunch of different characters and different perspectives. Um, I I just... Anyway, just... I kind of rambled a little bit there. Uh, You wanted to jump in a couple times. I want to know your thoughts. Um, So... I assume they did that to kind of uh, when when you said that they uh, kind of added in the scenes that you wouldn't have seen in the books. Yeah, I assume that's to keep the the show fresh because then even the people who have read the books can be like, I, we never saw what happened. This is actually quite interesting to see what happened behind the scenes, kind of thing. Maybe. I I uh, wouldn't. I, you know what? I think that what a do you lot think of alienated them. I wouldn't know. I I don't know anyone who read the books first. Okay. Um. A friend of mine and I, we, we watched these shows on TV when they came out um, back in the, the mid-2000s. But I believe she actually read the first couple books after we watched the show. And that's how I found out that it was mostly told through the perspective. It was all told through the perspective of this one girl in the story. Right. Um, otherwise, I probably wouldn't have known that. Hmm. But from what I... I think it's less... It's less to add things for that. That's why I think it's less to add things for a recurring audience who has seen, or sorry, read the books, um, and more 
because if they did the entire thing from one perspective, it wouldn't have been very entertaining TV. Okay. I think by having all this this diverse cast of characters with different interests and goals and all these subplots going on, it made it much more entertaining to watch. Yeah, I'm sure it probably would because it's yeah, it's it's more content. <laughs> um, yeah, do you think it? So was it, I, I'm trying to get a grip on uh, what kind of category it would fall into. So I assume it's not like a, a horror, right? No, although there are quite a bit of horrifying and very gory moments in it. It, it okay. it's so more I mean, vampires classically are horror, but they've kind of become not horror in recent years. Oh, they're they're portrayed as fairly horrifying. Like there's a uh, just off the top of my head, I can think of one character who in multiple episodes rips out a person's throat, punches a person's heart out, you know, you know, bites and like is essentially, you know, banging someone while people bleed out next to him like it's yeah. i mean that that's kind of classic vampire yeah it is and so that it is it's very much in the the category of classic vampire mm. it's not the stuff that you wouldn't get in twilight really <laughs> yeah it's not the sparkle vampires from twilight yeah okay because yeah uh, like i said vampires used there used to be nothing really attractive about a vampire i mean look at nosferatu he was an ugly son of a bitch well um, they they don't go in that perspective basically uh the the vampires in this series they're like basically however they were as humans they remain that way exactly so if you were a lazy fat ass as a human you're a lazy fat ass as a vampire well you look that way yeah you'd still um, be like i'd take it they still have like the superhuman strength and superhuman speed and strength stuff. and speed some of them can fly um they can hypnotize people um right. The the one big uh, twist is that their blood, if human beings drink it, it gives them uh, like extra strength and vitality and heals any sort of injuries that they might have. It's a bit weird, considering humans generally can't drink blood without getting infected by some kind of disease. <laughs> yeah, I, I again, that, that's the one kind of deviation they take from the classic uh, idea of what a vampire can do and is. Yeah. In this universe, vampire blood equals Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yes, essentially. It gives you wings. <laughs> oh my uh, god. But yeah. it is it is a very interesting uh, series. I enjoy it, um, but having watched it now, in 2021, I'm like, okay. <laughs> you can tell that the cultural references, they are 12 years old. Um, and that... Uh, what is it? I started to see, yeah, like I said, I started to see some of the cracks around the storytelling. Hmm. Is the story any good, actually? Because so far yes. we've heard about blood and tits, and that's it. Yes. Especially in the early seasons, it's very good. Um, like, the, the characters are well-written and well-realized, barring the, the little uh, inconsistencies that I noticed sometimes. Like, when I'm just watching a character do something, I'm like, why the fuck are they doing that? Uh, but okay. otherwise, it's it's really well written. Like they all seem very human. They have very human motivations. Even, but again, that's the early seasons. In the later seasons, uh, things start to get a little more wonky. Like yeah, um, contrivances, things that yeah. needed to push the plot forward. Exactly. There's a lot more of that in the later seasons. 
But yeah. in the earlier ones, yeah, it's it's very well written, and I'd I'd highly recommend the first probably two to three seasons, okay. um, as as a decent watch. But once it gets later in the series, you're mainly just watching to see how it ends. Like I, there's seven seasons, and I've never seen season seven. Right. Um, I've only seen up to the end of season six, and it's because I was getting so tired and disinterested by the end of the sixth season. I was just like, eh, whatever. Sounds like me and Sons of Anarchy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, just to, just to round out that particular topic, top two best things and top two worst things about it, in case other people want to uh, give it a look or a read. Um, well, one of the top... Be- I'm going to try to think of something that's not... Not so sexual. Not per- yeah, I know. Yeah. That okay. was going to be in my top two. There's a lot of very beautiful women without the shirts on in that series. Okay, but without that, yeah. <laughs> uh, I find inclusive. I find their um, absolutely the- it'd be inclusive if are there also attractive men in it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well then, you like that's you. the thing. If you if you doesn't matter which way you swing or like what you know kind of what gender you're attracted to. There are, there are plenty of sexy dudes. There are plenty of sexy chicks. Um, but the... I think one of the best things is the pacing of the story. Like, the way they kind of... It naturally grows from just this, this small-town situation with small-town concerns to a point in the fifth season where it's got, like, like global conspiracy-level shit going on. Right. And and it does it very naturally. Like, thinking back... Like, if you just look at end of Season 5 and beginning of Season 1, you're like, how the hell did that happen? But mm. it, it, it's, it's a very natural progression. Yeah, um, kind of like uh, with Peaky Blinders, how they start out, it's just like the fight over Birmingham, and yeah. by a couple of seasons later, it's like the whole of England. Right, exactly. Now they're getting involved in international politics. Yeah. Birmingham? Yeah. Sorry. Birmingham! <laughs> Told me you're and all bad natives. men. Sorry, I just got. I love that accent. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's it, another good thing. Probably is the, the special effects in it. Um, you know, moving away from the story, the special effects in it are very good. Like okay. especially for the time. Like it. It's very well done. Um, how they 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 do pretty believable looking like ways to make the vampires seem fast and strong and they do a very good job like the the gore if you know that's your thing is is very realistic looking like to the point where some scenes (laughs) to the point where some scenes are genuinely disturbing um so if you're (laughs) you're faint-hearted about blood don't watch this show i mean to be fair you're you you don't i mean neither of us are great with gore well right so if if you're able to sit through it, I imagine I must be fine with it. Yeah, it's because I'm fine with gore as long as there's a point. I mean, I had to take classes in college and I had to do surgery on animals. Um, yeah, but so I think I'm, we all have to do it at some point. Well, living animals. Oh, okay, maybe not. Not dissections. <laughs> I had to do open heart surgery on a rat as part of a class. Um, and it, like, again, it bothers me. Uh, I think it's unhealthy if that sort of thing doesn't bother you, but I can deal with gore if there's a point. So, this one, the story and everything and the character development, like, the gore 
this is one of the problems I have in the later seasons. Gore seems to happen just for the sake of having it. <clears throat> but in the earlier seasons, when it happens, it's it's shocking and poignant, and it, it serves a purpose in the story. Yeah. Um, so those top two good things, uh, top two bad things, well, I've already said, um, some of the characters act very inconsistently, especially in the later seasons, when their own subplots start to develop away from probably what the original book had. Um, another bad thing, uh, on, a, on occasion, they will do things in the story that seems to just be trying to make um, like a cultural point. Right. And again, yeah. if, if you didn't like live as live through the uh, the mid two thousands, um, a lot of those cultural points won't make any sense today because our was it? Sorry, I'll see you. no, no, no. Go on. I thought you were gonna say, is it kind of an ethics push like they did with Doctor Who? Hmm. It's not as ham-fisted as Doctor Who. There, there are some ethical points they do make, but they handle it relatively fairly, for the most part. Um, I don't know. They, they take it's it. I can't really do it justice. Um, and again, it, it's mostly because I've watched the series twice now. The first watch through, you probably won't even notice it. Um, and if again, if you weren't old old enough to pay attention to that sort of stuff in the mid-2000s, then you probably won't notice it either. Hmm. Um, but okay. yeah, well. so that's good and bad. I, I, I'm trying to think of anything else bad. I, and I guess the, the other bad thing, because I won't, I won't belabor the cultural point too much, is just that it does taper off near the end. Yeah. Um, it starts off well, strong and then kind of runs out of steam. Does it have a good ending, though? Like an actual, actual ending. I haven't seen the ending yet. I, okay. So I, I fully intend, now that I've rewatched a good chunk of the series, to watch season seven for the first time. Right, yes, you said you got that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it. Um, I, I stopped at season six, uh, and I actually got to the end of season six this week. Hmm. Um, okay, so the TLDR, uh, what's the first few seasons we suggest? Uh, and if you, if you really get, like it, keep watching. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly. If you really give a crap about the characters, uh, which I, I found myself actually liking the characters enough to power through, even when it started to get kind of dull. Mm. And uh, maybe next week, if Kaiser does finish the season by then, we might have a, an answer as to whether it's worth sticking it out or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. but yeah, was there, uh, there was another media thing you had? There was. Uh, so, I... <laughs> not to go a week without talking about this, but I've continued to watch The Expanse. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, almost yeah. done with it. Um, oh, my God. How the many Expanse seasons? Was, there are five seasons, and I'm five halfway years. through season five. As of last mm. night, I am I just finished episode five of season five. So, Is it building to a crescendo? Every season does in this series. Um, yeah. Season four, I think, was their first kind of misstep. It's still really, really good, but they kind of deviated away from the things that I really liked watching the series for. Right, okay. So, for instance, season one, two, I talked up a lot about how 
I think they do a very good job portraying the politics of this future world where like Mars and Earth are in a cold war and they've got all the asteroid belts that are basically like frontier people who are sick of being controlled. Um, season four takes place on an exoplanet, like a, a planet outside the solar system, mostly. They still do a little bit with the inner Martian politics and whatnot and Earth. Yeah. But it's not the focal point. In season five, they get back to that. And I'm really enjoying season five, like, so okay. far. Um, yeah. All my favorite characters... It, it, I will say this again and again and again. The thing I love about this series is the writing. Like, the characters are written so, so well. And, like, the... The, the plot, like, it fits together. I never hit a point, or I can't think of a point in the series where something happened and I'm like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Hmm. It's all just, it's all very, very well put together. Um, and the sci-fi, again, is very realistic and believable. This is like the third or fourth week you've spoken about The Expanse, right? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I kind of feel obliged to watch it now because <laughs> you give it such a sparkling review. I, I mean. and that's the thing. My review has stayed consistent through every season. It's taken me this yeah. long to get through it too because unlike a lot of shows, I don't have it on in the background. Like, right. it's engaging enough that I am literally sitting on my couch and watching it and doing nothing else. Hmm. So, that's. That normally, even shows that I'm interested in, I'm usually fiddling with something on my tablet, playing like a game or um, yeah. something else I know, while I know the show's on. Over the last couple of weeks, there have been several times where I've been like, Oh, Kai, do you want to come and do something? And you're like, uh, But I'm getting near the end of an Expanse episode, so. <laughs> uh, yep. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, the show's so good, I'm putting off my friends. <laughs> um. So yeah, God, I'll have to watch it. And then I can blank you for a week or two. <laughs> where, where'd Blue go? Oh, he's watching The Expanse. Yep. Oh, man. I'm excited. I, I think it's actually based on a book series, too. Um, so yeah. I'm not sure if I want to pick them up, but I may, uh, just to see how things are. Is it unaudible? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked into it. I just know that it's based on a book series. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, so you know how um, uh, we do that segment. Um, long story short, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was really struggling for like I can't remember any stories, right? I completely forgot the sixty odd books that I have downloaded and listened to on Audible. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all those books that I could have spoken about. So I am so ready for the next one. Holy shit! You know what? I've uh, I, I actually completely forgot about some of the books that I had too. I've got the yeah. um, one one I could have done was the uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. That was actually a good book. Well, like okay, like eighty percent of the books are Terry Pratchett books. So <laughs> I mean, it kind of feels like cheating if I just go through the Terry Pratchett books in order. Um, God. But yeah, there's some really weird ones like Phantom of the Opera. I could have done. That would have been great. Looking through. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got quite a few books on here. A lot of books that I haven't read yet. Um, yes, yes, you... Because I was also thinking about the book that I've been begging you to read. It's downloaded. You've got. I know! I just... 
I have to get to it. Now that I'm done with the book that we're going to be talking about next segment. Uh, well, exactly. I suppose I did get you to read a book, technically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do, do, would, you, would you recommend that book? <laughs> you know what? I will save that for the next segment because I actually... Yeah. There were parts of it that I actually liked. Yeah? And not... Oh, wait. Don't... don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into it next segment. Um, Holy shit, I'm excited. I, I was surprised at how much uh, effort they put into some some of the background to the book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I found when I was um, reading the book a month ago. Um, there was very little back. I wanted to know more about the the lore and the history of the land. And you know what? No, they, they, they go into the lore and history in this. That's why I liked it. That's the yeah. bit that I liked about it. I that's shouldn't say that's not why I liked it. I t- the book itself. Oh, I'm I'm gonna save this for next segment. By the yeah, way, sorry. for those that are you know their appetites whetted, they're curious. No, don't not wetted, <laughs> not wetted. <laughs> I use that turn of phrase on purpose. Um, so next segment, as we we teased last week, I'm going to be going over a uh, a certain um, spicy audiobook involving dinosaurs. Blue did the last one, and now it was my turn. Yep. So you're, yeah, you're that's fight, that's face the range. Yeah, that that's what's uh that's what's coming up. Yeah. God help God. us all. Um. So was there any other meeting you had? Um. <laughs> let me let me think. Oh, you know what? I did have one last thing regarding media, and this is this is appropriate because it's probably only going to last for a few minutes, and that's all we really have left in the segment. Challenge accepted. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> so, while I was watching The Expanse on Amazon Prime, you, you know Amazon has they put up ads for their own shit on videos now. Right. Okay. So, like before a video, you'll get an ad for one of their other shows. You can skip them, but they're still annoying. Yeah. Uh, they. I remember actually when they first started putting those ads on. I submitted so many complaints. Like, every time one popped up, I submitted a complaint. They gave me a $10 gift card just so I would stop submitting complaints. Wow. Was, Wait, hang on, sorry, you were complaining about what? The fact that Amazon was putting ads on a video. It, I, and oh. I, I thought it was stupid. I'm like, I have a Netflix account. They don't put ads on the videos that they put up. Like, this is stupid. I'm already paying for the service. That is kind of ridiculous. It, it annoyed I the mean, crap it, out of me, but it's their standard practice now, so whatever. You should have just kept complaining and be like, I'm waiting for the $100 bill at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, well, there you go. Yeah, so it, go it just, um, I, I don't think that'll work now. That was back in, like, 2016 or 2017, I think. Right. It Whenever they first started doing it. that you're getting ads on paid content. Yeah, but I guess, to an extent, it makes sense. They're advertising their own stuff if they want to tell people hey watch our other shows the problem is a lot of their other shows are crap yeah i mean are they skippable yes they're skippable okay can you can you ad block them (laughs) no especially not on the xbox which is where i'm watching shoot uh so i use ad block (laughs) but that's that's not the topic that i i was talking about i noticed um one of the shows i didn't have my controller in hand so i wasn't able to um quickly skip it and it was some you know piece of crap show that they have and it came up with the little tagline i i shouldn't say amazon like netflix Mm. is wildly inconsistent with the quality of their shows 
they're either really, really good, like The Expanse, or like, um, what's the, the superhero one that we were prattling on about um, a few months ago? The, god, oh my god. I, I remember the, I only remember Homelander. Homelander, uh, yes, Homelander, no. The Homelander's no. the name of the, the Superman. Oh, animal. The Boys. The Boys. The Boys, The Expanse, very good shows, but then they have other ones that are just kind of crap. Yeah. Anyway, one of the ones that I think looks really bad came up on an ad, and then it's like, you know, acclaimed by the New York Times, and, you know, five stars by this, and I couldn't help but think, that that just tells me everything I need to know. This show's crap. Like, I... I well, there I you go, it's doing your service, it's we're, telling we're, you things crap. <laughs> we're getting to the point now, or at least I'm getting to the point, where I see celebrity endorsements and like big media company endorsements yeah as a negative yeah like they're trying to hide something by putting a shiny sticker on top exactly like it's it's like when you see a video game and it's got like um you know a billion 10 out of 10 reviews from ign and GameSpot. i'm like wow this game probably sucks yeah, no, I don't trust any of those. Like, I trust kind of user reviews, and when I'm buying a new Steam game, I'll quite often look at the comments, and if yeah. there's a problem with the game, believe me, they will say it in capital letters. I, I think um, it's it's become just a commonly accepted thing that... That they're corrupt, yeah. Well, <laughs> not that they're corrupt, but yeah, but exactly. that. Like, IGN is never going to give you an honest review. But if you go to, like... That's why a lot of people, like, listen to individual game reviewers on YouTube or other platforms, because they're not necessarily tied to these big companies. Uh, the the big... The famous one is that dude that worked for GameSpot who gave Kane and Lynch, uh, like, a really shitty review. Not even really shitty, just he was, like, he didn't like the game. And yeah. because the publisher advertised on GameSpot... They complained, and GameSpot fired the dude. Well, like I can't cool. remember his name, but it was a big controversy a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, as um, as we are kind of our own bosses on this platform, basically, we can pretty much say whatever the fuck we want. Oh yeah. <laughs> and hey, if someone wants to advertise us to play their game, great, brilliant, we love it, but we're not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, and that. No, yeah, I mean it's integrity. You gotta, mm. you can't polish a turd, and we're not gonna pretend like it's something <laughs> it isn't. But, and and if you you are ever like paid to review things, I like how YouTube has that feature to say yeah, this contains a paid promotion or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like how um, have, have you seen the the Yogscast's answer to that? No, I haven't. So <laughs> the, the the one of the founders of the Yogscast, Lewis. He went out into the like the park that's next to the office building with a megaphone and just screamed at a camera from across like the park saying, This is a paid promotion, by the way. <laughs> and that's at the beginning of all their videos that have the um, <laughs> paid promotion. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but one thing I thought you were going to bring up, which you didn't, um, mm. was ad when they advertise things that are so different to the content that you're watching, right? So... Yeah, I used to watch a lot of Crunchyroll. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was Crunchyroll anyway. And I think I was watching something like um, Aggregatsu, Aggregates something. Okay. I can't remember. It's like some uh, anime, a, a red panda, some weeb trash. 
Yeah, it's a red panda that like does prog rock when when she's getting frustrated to calm herself down. <laughs> um, and it's just like cheesy, it's anime, it's super cutesy. And then every like quarter of a video, it'd be like, wait, there's an advert you've got to watch. Pause the fucking cutesiness. We got to show you something that me and Alicia came to know, came to regard as the creepy grandma advert. Oh my god. Where it's like, it was a horror advert. Uh, it was like an, um, uh, 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 what's the word for real life production? Uh, live action? Live action, uh, horror of, like, this young girl that goes to stay with her grandparents or something, and her grandparents are serial killers. It's like advertising fucking makeup in the middle of Monday Night Football. It's really gruesome, though, and it completely offsets you from this, like, adorable red panda to creepy grandma. Oh my god. Hey, look, here's some twee. Here's some body horror. Yeah. It's like, is this where the, the anime is going? Is this why it's, a, like, putting this kind of content out? Oh my god. Um, but yeah, no, sorry, I thought that was where you were going with it. Japan's, <laughs> like, in interesting, and, um, I can't remember what... I think it's the, the manga... My Hero Academia. Yeah, a single. I've heard a lot about it. I haven't seen it. I I I've seen little bits and pieces. Uh, Scott and Mass uh, had me watching it a few years of ago. Of course. Um, but that, that's not why I brought it up. Though I think it was that one. But a single issue of that manga outsold the entire comic book industry in the U.S. from either DC or Marvel. I can't remember which one. But, like, an entire oh, company's comic book output was outsold by a single manga. Yeah. To be fair, though, no, like, nowhere in the world has popular comics like Japan has popular comics. Oh, yeah. And the thing uh, is, it's it's still pretty, like, high-production, high-quality stuff. Hmm. I mean, it's like any, um, you know, sport career or... Uh, pop star career kind of thing unless you're doing like the best I feel like you don't get paid that much but if you're like one of these top tier animes like One yeah. Piece Bleach Hero Academia yep. then yeah you absolutely make the big bucks and so Dragon Ball Z in deedles <laughs> um, next so, time on the TMZJ no I'm sorry <laughs> I love well. the, the endings for Dragon Ball Z are fucking I, a fat voice mm. actor Maybe we should do something like that for the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can do, do the announcer Next voice. time on the podcast. This time on the TMCJ podcast. Alright. Dino porn. <laughs> we, we are clearly running out of ideas for this segment. We are. So let's, let's end it well, there. Yeah. Let's just end it there. Alright. Um, this is going to be the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. And you will hear my... Emotional sorrow, momentarily. Yeah. <laughs> Please, don't go away and stay to listen for the third segment of this week's podcast. Yeah. You will regret it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm cutting okay. it off there. We're yes, done. Go. This is the end of segment See two. You in segment We're stopping. Three.
Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card segment, and this week we are doing what is worryingly become a routine, sorry, a repeating segment. Yeah, second edition. Yeah. So, the background, early on in the podcast, we made a joke about listening to Dinosaur Erotica audiobooks, or just basically weird, shitty audiobooks in general, Hmm. and it was demanded that we follow through with that. Blue did the first one. And I, um, I got off easy, I thought say. Mine was only like 24 minutes long. Yeah, mine was an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so it was my turn this week. He had Ravaged by the Triceratops. I had Pimp Dino. No, no, no. Ravished. Ravished. Okay. Mm. Ravished. Excuse me, I was putting a V in there. Wait, no. God. A G. You can't murder a classic book <laughs> like that, Kaiser. Yeah, clearly not. So this time I had Pimp Dino, which the cover art is just like peak first day oh, using yeah. Photoshop. That'll be on the uh, <clears throat> thumbnail, you can bet. <laughs> oh god, it, it is actually, I, I the cover actually entertained me. I, I won't lie. Um, yeah. What I will say that, A, it's, it's just as bad as you might have imagined. Um, but B... This book actually had some interesting lore to it, which is something I was not expecting. I, yeah. I, I don't know what I expected in particular, but... More in-depth than the Horus Heresy? No, oh yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the God Emperor shows up. No, he doesn't. Um, yeah, there, so I what I think I'm going to do before I get into the story, I'm going to talk about the lore because it was the one part of the book that actually made me want to keep listening. So sometime in the 25th century, human beings develop time travel. Oh, okay. And they use it to send scouts back to prehistoric Earth because they've found that there's diamonds available just lying on the surface before they're buried. And so they send a scout back. Um, she I mean, factually is... incorrect, I think. But what? Go on. Yeah, you know it is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't think about the sci-fi elements. I'm just fascinated that there was lore. Yeah, yeah. This is like, like three genres already. Yeah. So they send her back in time. She's supposed to scout out, get the diamonds, and then send them back. At which point they'll send a mining team back in time with her to uh, grab the rest of the diamonds and then go back. Uh, and these are supposed to be diamonds that were either, like, flung off the earth or were never historically supposed to be there. They couldn't dig for the diamonds because if they dug for them, that would affect history. They they put a surprise, a surprising amount of thought into this. Um, and then it, it, because the future right. is kind of dystopian. Like, people live in these giant hive cities and dormitories, similar, actually, to Warhammer. So... So, hang on, sorry. So taking something off the surface of the planet wouldn't affect history, but digging a little on the planet would affect history. Exactly, because the meteor hits the surface and destroys everything. I think that's where they were going with this. The meteor that killed the dinosaurs. Right, okay. Okay, so it becomes worthless after the point of impact. Yeah. Okay. So, what? Sorry. That, that's pretty much the extent of the lore. I found myself wanting to know more about the future, like the future Earth. Like, I was like, this is actually a decent setup for a sci-fi novel. 
This is this is cyberpunk part two. <laughs> yeah, clearly. I, I think this this the woman who wrote this was actually uh, on the, the the writing team for cyberpunk. Except now we're sending back Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just uh, I'm, anyway. I'm just thinking of like John Wick fighting dinosaurs. Oh my god! And this genre with his dick. Um, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's the backstory. That is the extent of the lore, and I did find the the little bits of uh, self like uh, internal monologue from the characters thinking about the lore. Very interesting. Oh, uh, dinosaur lore. Dinosaurs are all psychic. Oh, they can they can read minds and then project. Like emotions and things to and from each other. Do they understand modern day English? <clears throat> not spoken. Well, not really. They they interpret it by reading the minds of humans. So they understand. Modern they day understand English. the intent, not necessarily the words. Okay. So, here's the plot. Woman goes back in time as a scout for a mining expedition from future Earth to find diamonds. While she's back there searching for the diamonds, she comes across a uh, abandoned dinosaur, like, uh, baby. That's a hybrid between a Tyrannosaurus and an Allosaurus. Oh, those raunchy dinosaurs. <laughs> and then... She essentially raises the dinosaur herself. Okay. Um, oh, also part of the lore, because um, in the future only, like, days are going to pass, but in the past, like, years are going to pass, They everyone who goes back in time gets special augmentation so that they can live exceptionally long, like 400 years long. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, over the course of 18 years, it has to be 18 years because she banked... Um, does things with this dinosaur later. Oh. The the child that she raised. Yes. Don't don't think about it. Okay, it's already yep. inner species, it can't get worse. Um okay. I, I I guess we're not going with a um what's the word? You no, know, changing well, I am, the wording. I will change the wording a little bit. <laughs> okay. I, I do plan to do that, but I don't plan to be quite as uh, euphemistic as you were. Okay. That's fair. Um so she raises this dinosaur while on her quest to find um, the uh, the diamonds. Okay, so they're not just like everywhere. They're not just everywhere. There's a specific location where they've they've kind of scouted them out and know where they are generally. But she's trying right. to find that location. And after 18 years, she still hasn't found. Okay, it yep. takes her 18 years to find them. Okay. That's a very important plot point for legal reasons. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, yep. you're getting you're getting what I'm laying down. All yep, right, I got you. So, they make a big point that the dinosaurs um, are all psychic and they can kind of enhance each other's experience of things. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I got it. Her first uh, encounter with this is during the dinosaur. Um, Procreation season. Okay, yep. Dino they, puberty. 
They they do a no 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 just like you know how every year animals go yeah, through okay. yeah a particular time of year yeah. exactly they 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 jump and they dance and then they do something spicy together yeah they it, make tacos they make tacos together but their psychic ability makes it so everyone feels everyone else making tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Sorry, Isaac. Okay. Recover. Recover. We're professionals well, here. Professional. Professional. <clears throat> Go on. So, um, she joins in this, um, particular, like, you know, Mexican food-making exercise. Yep, this bake-off. Yep. Using a, uh... Um, a, a literal dinosaur bone that okay. belonged to the father of the baby dino. That she okay, so she found it. Its father. Yep. No. no oh, no. that. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. He's dead. Yeah. It's an actual bone. A literal. Oh, okay. Bone. So, so when she found the baby originally, the father was dead. Dead. Next to it. Exactly. Okay. So that's exactly. why it was abandoned. Um. Hmm. And after. Uh, I don't know. They don't mention her. Ooh, potential for episode two. There could be. I mean, maybe she comes back. Maybe that's that. That could be the plot hook for the next book. I don't know. Getting in with the stepmom. I really, I do. I honestly really want to know more about the plot of this. The the backstory. I want to know about future Earth. Anyway, nice. so after the requisite amount of years, um, the Taco season takes full swing, and her and the uh, the dinosaur that she's been raising partner up in uh, very vivid detail. Yeah. Um, and to the point where, first of all, in this book, dinosaurs have hair or fur. Okay, yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of not difficult to, yeah. <laughs> Let me... I, again, I said in the interim that I took notes on this book. Yeah. I, what, dinosaurs my, used to have feathers, didn't they? they well, they, they, they... Scientists are saying that dinosaurs had feathers. Um, but hmm. no one really knows. They're just guessing based on the fact that modern-day birds are similar to dinosaurs. The same yeah. way they were guessing before that they were scaly and everything like that. No one, no one knows for sure. What I wrote was... Why are the dinosaurs hairy? And then follow-up note, oh god, their fur is rainbow-colored. Is it? Is it really? It is rainbow-colored fur. Oh my god, the most tactical camouflage, <laughs> rainbow. I just... I... Half my notes are just me going like, oh, is this actually what's happening right now? And so we're talking about every single color of the rainbow. They didn't specify, but they said specifically rainbow-colored fur. Okay, right. So we've got a 60s dinosaur. In Go fact, on. we have a pimp dino. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Bam, brought it back. So, eventually, and um, what I will say is that a case, she has a hover car in the past. In the past? In the Well, she brings it back in time with her. And that's, that's how the, she scouts how for the fuel? diamond. What? How do you get fuel? 
I don't know, it's probably run off of some kind of futuristic space bullshit. They, they don't okay. specify the fuel. They just specify that she has a hover car. Yeah. Gotta um, cram a bit more bullshit into the fuel tank. <laughs> <laughs> so, they... They, um... I mean, maybe it's like No Man's Sky, and they just, like, blow up a tree, and they get some carbon and shove it yeah, in the tank. Yeah, grab crystals, and... Yeah. Anyway, so... But she prefers to ride on the spiny back the of her dino back. companion because it's uh, stimulating. Uh, yeah, okay. I am, wait, are we talking like Spinosaurus spines? Because those things no, are no, no, fucking No, 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 no. We're talking about like... Uh, Just like a ridged. exaggerated backbone. Yeah, like ridged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, also the dinosaur's name is Timmy. Oh god, that's so much worse. His name is Timmy. She Timmy, named him after a uh, a previous companion she had from the future. Right, so she's cheating. On one... Oh my god. No, no, no. They, they address this in the lore. The culture in the future is that because of overpopulation and because of scarce resources... They've done. A, they've gone full communist. They've done away with families and the idea of that. Also, if it's overpopulated, surely you don't want people going around banging everything. I assume they find a way to resolve that through uh, control methods. Okay. Um, but the um, I, I will get to that why that is and everything later because that is that's part of the plot. Anyway, mm. so one day, well, she decides to leave her cover, hover car behind and ride Timmy um, to uh, a location. And she's found that he's actually very good at mining. Like, he hits a rock and, oh, look, gold, or something like that. But one day while right. doing this, they discover a valley that is just coated in diamonds. Okay. So she contacts the future using whatever communication method she has and sends back some uh, samples at which point they're like oh yeah you found them and they apparently think she's gone crazy because she says the dinosaurs are psychic so they send the mining team back and the mining team uh is composed of a couple of her old like bunk mates because they all lived in like communal housing in the future because there's like overpopulation and no room right and uh, like, she introduces them to her dino companion. They're kind of afraid and trepidatious at first, but she proves that they are psychic. Okay. And almost I mean, immediately... the dinosaur can just make them, pacify them by just, like, mind-zapping them. In theory, he could have. But that's not okay. what happens. What happens instead is they set up camp... And they, um, because they're going to be there for years to get all the diamonds back. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, yeah, first night we can just, you know, screw around. And they drink a booze called, uh, it was, it was something, it was a combination of some kind of a liquor and ambrosia. And I can't remember exactly what they, they called it in the book. Ambrosia, I, the custard. No, ambrosia, ambrosia was the, the drink of the gods in Greek mythology. Custard in England. Well, it's probably named after that. In Greek mythology, ambrosia was essentially like the wine of the gods. Yeah. Uh, it was a mythical beverage. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
they drink this thing that is apparently it it serves dual purpose as an intoxicant and an aphrodisiac. Of course it is, yeah. I mean, I don't think they even need that, really. Yeah, so they they spend the first night, all of the human people, um, getting right in line with the, the food preparation along with the dinosaurs. Not, okay, so not with the dinosaurs, accept... with each other, I should say. The oh, humans. Okay, right, the yeah. humans with each other. But the dinosaur is nearby and uses his psychic powers to make it more awesome. Am I sensing tacos? Oh, yes. Tacos with so many jalapenos. <laughs> no, that's a spicy mix. <laughs> so, that goes on, at which point, like, the the people are, like, kind of worried, kind of hesitant about all this, because other dinosaurs want to get on in the action, too. But Timmy won't let them without the human's permission. Or without right, his permission. Right, I get how this is coming around to being a pimp thing. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, at which point, the female contingent of the mining crew are all on board, but the male contingent aren't. At which point, the lead dude reminds them all that they will partner with people of any gender. And they have in the future. Okay. And so it turns into a very, very uncomfortable scene for me. Because I don't swing this way, but I had to listen to a very oh yeah okay very, very detailed uh, description yep of um of taco on taco yeah <laughs> some male taco yep. making yep at which point uh, they give way and then there's some male on dino taco making and then. So just it just turns into a fucking fiesta. Let's okay. call it that. <laughs> okay, real question though, I think it's on everyone's lips. Are any burritos made? Like several months down the line. No, no, nothing like that. Although they do they do, do a title drop near the end. She remembers an educational video. That she saw on like the archives going back into the past um, about the movie uh, Pimp. Oh, I think it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> and yeah, okay, the cool. dinosaur psychically reads that information from her mind and kind of likes the idea. Okay. So he uh, he's a businessman now. Timmy is a no, businessman. No, no, not a businessman. It's it's all for it's all for the the greater good. Like just. Let it, letting everyone enjoy themselves and make better tacos. Okay, I see. So, and that's that's the way the book ends. Oh, okay. So they don't actually ever bring any diamonds back because they're too busy making tacos. Well, presumably they're going to spend the next few years uh, bringing the diamonds back. I know I was disappointed okay. too because I wanted I wanted more like stuff like that. That I want is like, oh yeah, we brought the yeah, diamonds I mean, back, and it it upset the world's economy, and now in the twenty six hundreds, there's an, you know some other political. I, I would. That's they found the valley of diamonds. Yeah, I. I'm just I'm confused. I want to know why they needed the diamonds because you can make yeah. synthetic diamonds now. So in twenty five hundred, of course, they should be able to make them much easier. So why were these raw diamonds so important? These are well, the things like I said, cared though. about that the book didn't answer. 
like you said with the real synthetic diamonds that they're, they're not nearly as valuable are they they're not nearly as valuable but functionally they're the same yeah don't I mean maybe they're just like a high-end jewelers in the future maybe 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 future That's earth dark secrets <laughs> maybe future earth is just the diamond district of the universe maybe Anyway, so that's, that's the whole book. Um, okay. Thoughts? Uh, maybe the dinosaur's um, taco sauce forms diamonds. Oh, God. You just reminded <laughs> me of another scene. <laughs> that was no, really you, right. No, you just reminded me of another scene. Oh, God, really? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm Ketchup. dreading looking at my Amazon recommendations after this. Yeah, I haven't actually got. I, it didn't give me any <coughs> weird recommendations. Oh, maybe because I've watched. Let me let me so read you books. some of the recommendations I got after finishing it this morning. I by okay. the way, I, so I started listening to this yesterday and I finished it this morning. Um, right. Oh, let, let's see here. Oh, it, I I already backed off it. I can't see them anymore. But just from the cover art, I remember... Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh. Yep, Kingdom of Moaning. Okay. Oh, God, whatever. It looks like a fantasy uh, version of this. I'm not going to just look at my phone during this, because that's just dead air time. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I too was um, looking at weird audiobooks. It, um. <laughs> it just... I. Oh, God. For all the thing is, it's the... book two of a series, so I'm like, maybe there are going to be answers. Well, that's the thing. Maybe, maybe there is more to it. Maybe there's like, I don't know. Um, I should, I should also point out the author of this book's pen name. Um, made me laugh. Uh, yeah, she's referred to as Pornelope. I just found the the first book in the series, and it's the exact same icon, like the same picture, right? Mm -hmm. Except he doesn't have the pimp hat and cane. <laughs> like I said, it was like somebody's first day with Photoshop when they made these covers. Yeah, and I think it only goes up to two. I don't think she's released a third. Honestly, but again, I I found myself fascinated with the the lore of this. There was a surprising amount of thought. Put into like backstory, character development, motivations for an mm -hmm. hour-long book. Like again, this I listened to it on audiobook. For an hour-long audiobook, there was a surprising amount of depth. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, a large portion of the runtime was uh, dedicated to the taco making, but yeah, they. <laughs> they I don't know. I just I, I was impressed. I'll, I'll put it that way. I was I came in with low expectations and honestly a little bit of dread. Um, well, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's still fucking. It's it's. I don't want to say that word, but it's. Um, we wouldn't normally go to these kinds of books. Is obvious to say. <laughs> but I I think to bring it back to a kind of a broader, positive perspective. I think that's a good portion of this, uh, or a good outcome of this kind of endeavor that we've taken. Where yeah. we're going to media or things, like bits of the world, 
that we wouldn't normally look at and probably a lot of people listening wouldn't normally look at. Nope. So it's you're getting a perspective into uh like, you know, a peek into a world unseen. Hmm. Yeah, a peek that you might not have wanted to see, but now you've seen it, you can't quite forget it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I will say, um, I'll tell you more off podcast, but that okay. that scene at the end did make me, like, uncomfortable to listen to, to say right. the least. Okay. I, like, uh. there were multiple points, even the the parts that were of my own persuasion still were kind of uncomfortable to listen to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I actually, so I actually used to read, like, um, when I was in middle school, uh, there was a few yeah. books that I remember reading that were like this. They were they were erotic uh, short stories or novels, um, yeah. and some of the more well-written ones I actually really enjoyed. And, you know, they, they have the spicy scenes, but... Yeah. You know, if they're if they're well written and well executed and fit into the story, they're they're really nice. Um, and like when I say really nice, I mean like enjoyable to read. Yeah, I mean they don't all have to be like head scratchers where it's a deep, interesting lore. Yeah, I suppose. I, I guess uh, I, especially in the media segment, I talk up my interest in like complex and interesting characters and depth and moral ambiguity but mm. sometimes there's satisfaction in just um I, I shouldn't have used that word no you shouldn't have used that word sometimes there is something to be said about a simple straightforward story that is just really enjoyable to listen to yeah well have you got um i, I assigned you this one have you got anything that uh i need to do next time uh, you know what? I haven't thought about it. I'm going to try and find something, though. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I'll give you some knockoff Twilight Erotica to read. Okay. Maybe we should broaden our perspectives. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. Maybe we should move away from dinosaurs, perhaps. Or I mean, yeah, like, um, the other way. Although, um, I, I won't lie. I really want to know what happens if, if this story keeps in the first going. One. Well, see, she released the first and second books in 2018, and she's not released any others since, so... That's unfortunate. I mean... I don't think you're gonna get it. <laughs> also, I should say this in the pie. I paid five bucks for this. <laughs> oh, um, I was looking down at some of the comments on it. Yeah. Uh, someone said, I received this free copy audiobook at my request. Uh, so maybe if you just ask the person, we might get free ones in future. <laughs> I mean, I fully intend to put a review up on Amazon for this thing. I don't, I, I don't review products that I like on Amazon, typically, but I will review this. Yes. Well, like, yeah, we need to, we need to make a, we still haven't made a proper account just for this kind of, like, the... We, yeah, we do need to, uh, yeah, make, make TMCJ podcast accounts on multiple platforms, I think. Yeah. Uh, not least on this, so I don't get... Oh! Speaking of the podcast, a little, <laughs> little bit of a shameless self-plugging here. Blue has made new art for the podcast in terms of our yes. icon and our splash art for Twitter. And I, I think I'm actually going to use, uh, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to use that icon on the YouTube channel as well. 
Go ahead. Because the the one um, the one I have is I I like it, but as we discussed, I think the one you made is a lot more um, modern. Yeah, modern, and it it has a bit more polish to it. Yeah, um, yeah, it is kind of gutting to see the old one. Well, not go because it's always going to be there still, but like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Um, oh god, um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new new season. I'm just thinking of the fucking. I just remembered something else about the book. Oh god. Oh my god. There's a mm. um. Is it something I'm not able to say on? Uh, I'm trying to think of the proper way to phrase it. D- during oh, okay. the uh, the the mass scene at the end, there's a uh, the 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 dinosaurs that must be held at bay. It's a it's described as a um very eager group of uh, young men just waiting to make tacos for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They're allosauruses, the, by the way. The only other good, li- like, interesting title I can see by this um, author is... <laughs> seems to be like, um... I don't know what century this is. Like an, um... Olden days thing, and the the title is uh, the well born strumpet. <laughs> oh my god! Just that word. It's. I know what it means, but barely. <laughs> I will. I will say that again. I feel I feel weird praising this as much as I am, but that for for what it is in this genre, I think that like it was well written. Like yeah. I mean, we got to be professional about this. We're we're not just here to point and laugh. Oh, well, that's um, the thing. It would be funny to. I think one of the original thoughts we had was to try and find like kind of shittier audiobooks and listen to them, but it yeah. it evolved into this. Where we're finding more obscure and kind of weird things, and yeah, I'm finding little nuggets of gold or diamond yeah. in this case. And to repeat uh, something, I think I said off podcast. There's nothing wrong with being weird or being, like, kind of out there. Like, those are the interesting people. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just... (laughs) But if you're not in that weird area, it is (laughs) an experience to enter it. It That was a bad turn of phrase. God damn it. It was also bad. But you know what? Everything that we've said during this uh, segment could be construed in an unfortunate manner i keep thinking like every word out of my mouth i'm like that could be a, a euphemism that could be a euphemism yeah oh my god <laughs> well you oh, know what sure. we we've actually been going for um you know close to the full length do you want to say anything else to close this out any final thoughts uh final ruminations before i close out the podcast Oof, what is there to say about such a spicy topic? Scintillating um, topic. Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully we can find something as amazing as as this for for the next time. Maybe it's I th- it's going to be a book either way for for next month. But uh, who knows? Maybe we'll go in a completely different direction. Maybe we'll travel down the same vein if we find something equally 
precious, shall we say. Oh my god. <laughs> but uh, you'll Just have like to wait until next month to hear. Yeah. Oh man. Alright. Well, thank you, Blue. We'll call it there. Uh, thank you all thank for listening. Thank you, Kaiser. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. My, my, my first reaction... This is, this, is the, uh, this is the Boston to me coming out. Um, I can't stand to hear a gratitude or a compliment or positivity in general. <laughs> it was sarcastic. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I hope so. All right. This is going to be the end of episode 28 of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again next week. See you then.